Rusting episode 3. I'm here once again with Ronald Witt. Woohoo! How you doing, Ron? Excellent. You enjoying your days off again? Hell yeah. More time off. Say again? Way more time off. Oh yeah. Vacation. Always good to have time off away. More vacation. Let's see if I can turn this puppy down. Sure. Well, uh, you want to talk again about your adversary, Senor Trump? Trump? It's not an adversary. It's a friend. A friend? It's a fellow human. This is true. He brushes his hair. I brush my hair. <laughs> he doesn't grow a beard, though. He can't grow a beard for some reason. He puts that cream on to represent the Orange Peel Nation. Should be the Fire Nation. Not everybody can grow beards, Ben. Everybody can grow beards. Oh, wow. Everybody can. I think I have a... Uh Passable-ish beard. Yeah, the uh, the Bosley. The Bosley? What does that mean? You get the Bosley instead of them doing the, the, the hair transplants, you get the beard transplants. Oh, okay. Transplant your hair from your top of your head to your face. <laughs> Did you hear about the uh, <laughs> the woman over on Old Torf that was at a uh, a karaoke like show and uh, so I guess somebody didn't like it and <laughs> a woman threw a hot sauce bottle at her. Did they hit her? <laughs> yeah, she was charged with aggravated assault, the deadly weapon. Hot sauce. Yeah, it was, uh, I'm probably gonna butcher this, but, uh, La Cartel Drao de Marisco? Cartel Marisco? Yeah. <laughs> Seafood cartel? This <laughs> yeah, she basically, uh, chucked it at her head, and she's 52. Hot sauce, man. You get it in the eyes, it's, it's over. It's over. I don't think the bottle was open. I think she just, like, chucked it at her head, which is still pretty awesome. Well, I found a couple of really stupid laws I wanted your opinions on. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I shouldn't say stupid. Oh, are they all Old Testament? No. These are actual, factual, past <laughs> laws. Okay, over in Missouri, they accidentally passed... Uh, I think they were trying to pass that women can import their fetuses... Uh, up to five months, but <laughs> they messed up and they said they can abort their babies five months after birth. <laughs> so it's legal for women to kill like four months and twenty-eight <laughs> a day old babies. Yeah, and they're struggling like crazy to to close the loophole. Five months. Yeah, so it's you know if it was uh, defined as a fetus was a person uh, twenty weeks after pregnancy, and it was a Republican-led legislature. So you can eat the baby for Thanksgiving. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, so New Hampshire is definitely scrambling to close that. Uh, and then we also had Missouri passing a law stating that uh, employers can fire people, I guess that would be women, who use birth control. So they f if they find out that you're using birth control because of a house bill... No, I'm sorry... So the SB State Bill Five, um, yeah, they can fire you for. Is it Hobby Lobby? Well, it's it's, yeah, and and because of <laughs> abortions as well, they can fire you for that as well. And along this, uh, it has to be Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby. <laughs> I mean, they went to the whole entire uh, statute where the business wouldn't be able to cover for uh, birth control. Uh, female contraceptive. Hobby Lobby didn't want to cover that under business insurance. Really? So they fought it. Oh, that's right. Jack in the Box too, right? 
Uh, and Domino's, like there was a bunch of places they didn't want to. I didn't hear about those. Yeah. I mainly just heard about Hobby Lobby. I didn't <laughs> think there were other businesses involved that would like, yeah, hey, we don't want to cover, you know, basic female needs for insurance. So, yeah. Like, I think, it, I don't know if it was specifically for female insurance. I want to say it was Hobby Lobby and it was yeah, religion related. They felt, yeah, they didn't need to cover that as a under uh, business offered insurance. They didn't want to cover uh, female contraceptives. I'm just like, what? Yeah, that uh, it's definitely for some uh, early, late uh, Thanksgiving dinners there for the five-month-old babies. Man, <laughs> like how could you even not get catch the nomenclature on that? To, like you would review it before you pass it. Right. <laughs> right. That's, yeah, a five-month-old baby. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, we can we can kill it. What? Oh, we can't be in them any more weird than Moses and the whole entire Egyptian. Uh, Killing in the Old Testament with the uh, firstborn, but sheep's blood, sheep's blood, man. Well, did you hear Wheels just signed? Uh, <laughs> house? <laughs> I'm just gonna refer to as Wheels. Now. Yeah. That's Greg Abbott. If, if this is your first time <laughs> on our podcast, yeah, he just signed House Bill 3859, which effectively promotes faith-based agencies from being uh, sued for choosing not to place children with gay, lesbian, transgender, or LGBT couples. That doesn't sound right to me. How about you, Ron? What are they going to do with all the babies that are going to adopt it? They're all about life and everything, and we're like, yeah, but they lead a... Well, I'm sorry, it should be a, a wheel sound. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, they don't uh, they don't follow our religion, so they shouldn't be adopted. What? goes back to the whole thing. It's like, that's your religion, you know. Yeah. If you happen to be gay and a Christian, then you can be like, I can't adopt because it's against my religion. So I can't adopt or whatever. That's, as a, what's the terminology? Uh, what is that military terminology? Don't ask myself? No. The uh, intelligence. Damn, I forgot it. It's supposed to come to one. Uh, military intelligence, there you go. <laughs> it's, it's like military intelligence, like they just don't go together really. Oh, yeah. It's, the oxymoron, right? Yeah, it's yeah, kind of okay. like a yeah, Christian homosexual. It doesn't make any sense. I don't but, get their logic. But uh, why would you restrict, you know, kids that obviously need a home, mm-hmm. cares if it's two same-sex parents, they've proven it statistic-wise with multiple years of statistics that can you can research online with a few clicks. Yeah, there's no difference between having a same-sex couple raise a child Obviously, if unless they're dysfunctional too, to having two people of the opposite sex, unless you intend to have somebody breastfeed. But even then, they have as close as you can come to imitating breast milk stuff out there these days. Yeah, they have the thing that the men can wear. Uh, you know, they, they showed it in the fosters. Yeah, the moves. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean, as weird as it sounds, they had was it? It was a couple. They were a vegan couple. They wanted their baby to be vegan, just born baby. They were giving their kid vegetable milk. It was vegetables. Their baby died. Oh, shit. I believe both of them are fine or going to jail. I can't remember. Uh, this is recent, too. Uh, yeah, for negligence for their child. It was like they didn't consult anybody, doctor, anything. Any, not even a doctor. It's holistic. Hey, yeah, you shouldn't have a vegan baby because your baby's growing. It needs nutrients. It needs milk. It needs the fats. It needs the nutrients from it. No, they gave it... <laughs> An artificial mixture that was basically 
vegetables. And their baby died of malnourishment. Did you hear that uh, Louis C.K. joke where he's like, uh, I'm raising my daughters exclusively gay. He's like, <laughs> every, every night I tell him, okay, go brush your gay teeth, you know. <laughs> he's just like, you know, they're not. He's like, be, as long as they're in my household, they're going to be gay. Yeah, they'd, they'd <laughs> just be, flips it on the head. Little, yeah, it's like, yeah, I see the flip on the head, but it's just, that'd be confusing. So it's like, but I don't like chicks. It's <laughs> like, then you're straight then. Get out of my house. But no, it goes along with the whole entire vegan thing. I was like, it's obviously a straight couple. Did they have the best interest of the baby? No. Obviously, you can't blame it as an, a straight couple doing that, but still, if it's a gay couple that did that, it'd be like, oh, they're gay in the first place, mm-hmm. and they were trying to push their vegan shelf on the baby. Double whammy. And I'm like, no, it's... Why would you pass a bill restricting the adoption of kids? I mean, Russia does that. Overseas does that. Certain uh, third world countries. Yeah, if you're a same-sex couple or marriage or whatever, civil union, no, you can't adopt our children because we want them to have a good lifestyle. And I was like, they're obviously having a bad lifestyle living in orphanages already probably succumbing to religious persecutions in the first place, just because it's probably a religious-based orphanage. Uh, just all this different stuff. I was like, why would you not want kids to get out of that and actually lead a decent life? I mean, shit, Madonna's able to adopt. She's been with chicks, dudes, things. She even flipped her accent. Yeah. And why not allow people just to... If you have the li- you can get the license, you can pay the money up, you can prove... I mean, they have people that actually have to go there and inspect to make sure you're... Fit to be a parent. Fit to be, yeah. Whether it be single or a couple, same-sex same sex couple, a uh, parent or opposite-sex couple, you still get inspected by people that are, their job is to... Are these people qualified to adopt this child? And literally, if the first thing on the box is they're same-sex, no. It's... Yeah. Poor wheels. Maybe when he, once he loses his arms, he'll finally come to an epiphany. No, he wouldn't be able to vote. Huh? <laughs> Those who say, I raise your arm. Call him the torso. The torso. I don't get it. Like, through religious eyes, oh, it's an abomination. You know, like, there's a list of abominations, but this specifically is yeah. just the worst. And then, you know, it's like their problem is, oh, they can't reprocreate. You know, they can't have kids. Well, there are plenty of kids who don't have parents, so. <laughs> if they're fit people, you know, to, to be parents, and they can't have kids, like, you know, why not just grab one that's already alive, and then just, you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, it's like the whole entire meme that I still find hilarious, which is like, if you don't want to have gay people in there, stop making gay baby straight people. <laughs> stop making gay babies. It's a very valid point. Yeah, it's genetic. It's going to con- occur in nature. It occurs in nature. It's just a natural thing. They've... Studied it scientifically, not religiously, but scientifically. It just happens. It's it's an aberration. It's going to be there. It's not natural. It's not unnatural. It's just going to happen. I mean, you have gay guys that go through, and they might find that one chick they find, and then they can have a baby with that chick, and then they go on and might just lead a gay life or happen to leave a, lead a straight life uh, after having a kid. Uh, yeah. It's gonna happen. You have your surrogates out there. Yeah. 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 Doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But there's a friend behind there for you. What do you mean? That little. Uh, he died in gas camp. What? 
extra that weight. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I left him there. I leave him there so his other friends know what happens. So, have you ever, like, been completely alone in a room and someone walks in and you can feel their presence or, like, you feel, like, the air pressure change? Yes. I have a theory that bugs also have that, like... Whenever we're looking at them, they can somehow measure light off of them. Because every time I leave this ha- my house, uh, I open the door and I look up, and there used to be like a big, you know, honeycomb or whatever wasps make, and I knocked it down with a gun, and there was just the nub left, you know, like it almost looks like a little nail. One dude came back, <laughs> and he's just been living there. And every day I walk out, I see like the head turn and follow me out and one I know there's like a grudge going on you know and he hasn't attacked me or anything well it hasn't attacked me or anything and uh I just I don't know how he knows I'm there like it's it's just strange that other animals can kind of like know insects have an extreme yeah they can sense you they probably sense you as you're even before you're getting near the door just your footsteps wow uh but like specifically like even like the little cockroach run behind you there that's dead um, you're, when you exhale, they sense you immediately. Really? Yeah, your CO2, you're, when you exhale. Can they, like, see they, it? They smell you. Oh. Huh. Like, as soon as you are literally approaching your front door, they already know you're there, even if they're somewhere else in your, your home. Wow. They know you're there. They're way perceptive. It's like mushrooms, right? They can they can feel the radiation of you, and they even, like, outreach towards you, even <laughs> slowly. Like, that's cool. And they, they shoot the spores out, and... And the mist happens, and yeah, they uh, they have like some sort of I don't know what to call it theory, but like I guess thought that um, the same way that you know mushrooms can branch out and create networks is like how we ended up coming up with the information structure of the internet. You know, and we just kind of branch out and just give resources to different sections. And I still like the thought of that. It looks like buildings. It's the hardware hardware portion. Looks like buildings we go. It looks like the little highways and byways and all that. Yeah. As far as the how it, the internet, ethereally looks is probably yeah. Neuro networks. Neuro networks. So they already did. They've already done that. They've how they've done the universe model. They've you can scale back on it and it looks like neuron pathways yeah. or cells. It does. And it's just yeah. It's a weird coincidence. It's probably just us wanting to look for a reflection of ourselves in the universe, but... No, I read that um, our neurotransmitters in our brain are a chemical imbalance, like, also kind of... Like, we're walking around with, like, little solar systems. And, like, Mm -hmm. the same way that certain planets can be really close to each other, they could also have that exact opposite, you know, on their their orbit be super far apart. Mm -hmm. And that same thing kind of happens in our head. It's like they were when they first. I was still ecstatic. I forgot how many years ago it was. So it was quite a few now. They ref, they recorded uh, electronically uh, a memory coming into an existence yeah. on the brain, and I'm just like, this is awesome because it's only like a big bang. Yeah. Because just the whole entire the neurons and all that and the spark. Because it's like, oh hey, here's a new path, and it's like, comes on like a big bang. Would uh, in theory. That's cool. Yeah, they said the same thing, um, well, they showed one, I don't know if it was a memory or if it was, like, uh, a representation of what the eye remembers seeing, but it was, like, almost like a pastel painting, it was, like, you know, like, a condor flying, and then you have, like, this, like, very basic, maybe, like, six or seven colors, and it just looked like a pastel painting of, you know, an artist's representation of what that looked like, and that's how the brain kind of, like, responds, 
you know, whatever it thinks about it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I kind of get that from memories, actually. Really? No, when you like think back on a memory, it's kind of like it's there, but it's like a water painting. Yeah. A little bit. Depends on how old it is, I guess. Well, they say we used to have a third eye, you know, right there. Right. I know Joe Rogan always brings it up. The third eye. Then you have the... Uh, Dinosaurs had it. What was it again? You had the third eye, and they had the uh, adrenal gland? Is yeah. that the thing they're talking about? Or is it the pineal gland? Pineal. Pineal gland. They always talk about that, and meditating, and doing your humming, and the vibrating your tongue on the roof of your mouth, and then you'll start to hear it click and everything else like that. What? Yeah. They talk about the going, and you'll be able to t- uh, attune and uh, tune to other things easier. Your third eye will be open. Yeah. I can kind of, like... You know, right before I sleep, um, my dad can slow his heart rate and like do other weird stuff, like to the point where he was at the hospital and he uh, he set off the the heart monitor and they ran in, like you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm good. And they walked out. A few minutes later, he did it again. They're like, you okay? He's like, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm doing this. And they're like, well, stop. <laughs> we have other patients. And like as I'm laying down, I you know I've been able to um, feel myself kind of like start to petrify, you know, and like not be able to move. And uh, I don't know, man, like. I close my eyes, and then I'm able to, like, close, I guess, my third eye. And I know this sounds like complete BS, but I don't know. Like, you, you can just kind of feel above your head, you know, the the imagery and everything. Like, do you experience that? Yeah, that's just frontal lobe activity. Really? Well, that makes sense. Cognizant frontal lobe as much as your frontal lobe functions. Is that the precortex? I guess you could say visualization going into REM. That's yeah. how I go to sleep faster, is you daydream just daydream as you're trying to go to sleep and then eventually you hit REM and then you go to sleep quicker that must be what I'm doing because you're already REMing unless there's other people that are listening that are thinking that you uh, possibly trying to uh, out of body I've never been able to do it and my friend actually has a <laughs> they thought he had um, sleep apnea but it turns out and I don't know how this is different than narcolepsy but his body prefers to be asleep they it's, did a bunch of sleep narcolepsy. studies but no, they said it wasn't. They said it's it's a like a form, but not the same thing as narcolepsy. Like, we were on the flight deck. He had six chains on his back. There were jets turning in this man's face. Dude, wake up! <laughs> yeah. I've fallen asleep. I had back in Copper's Cove, outside of Copper's Cove, at Leslie's. They were practicing drums. I fell asleep probably two feet from them. I was tired, but I literally went to sleep with them playing drums on a on drum set. <laughs> How did your body ignore the percussion? It, I guess it was the white noise. The the white noise from that, just the sound was kind of like... Were there any snares, or was it all like hard bass? It was hard bass and snares. So then you... Yeah, the snares must have been and it was just, white noise. Yeah, my body was just like, this is relaxing, go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I only fell asleep during... Um, I don't know if I can even talk about this, but whenever you graduate... Uh, Sort of an in boot camp after you kind of go through like their Disney ship imagining of what a an actual naval ship looks like. Uh, we were up for like I don't know like twenty seven hours, and I remember they started playing uh, Lee Greenwood's "And I'm Proud to Be in America," mm. and I just remember nodding off. <laughs> and this dude just was like, "Wake up! You're coming to give you your hat." <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Woke up and put it back on, and then yeah, we all just kind of. I don't know, we were half asleep and half marching on the way back. 27 hours, fuck that. Yeah, I don't know if it was that bad, but it was, it was pretty bad. I know it was at least a full day. And I think the most I ever st- stayed up was like 37 hours, which, you know, I mean, Emory, my 
you know, the old stepdad, he stayed up for like three, four days straight trying to, uh, you know, work on some, some graphic design. And he just said caffeine, you know, caffeine and determination. He probably had micro naps that he didn't know about. Yeah, definitely. How about you? What's the longest you've ever been able to stay awake? Probably when I was younger, if not on fire duty at permanent duty at Fort Hood. I want to say it was when I was younger, probably. So I'd get out of school at 3, go to Movie Man, maybe. Movie Man? Yeah, it's a rental place in Copper's Cove. Oh, okay. Really good, really good. And then probably rent, like, a Neo Geo home system, or at that time, rent a Super Nintendo or Super Famicom system. Not at that Super time. Famicom? Yeah, it's a Japanese version of Super Nintendo, before Super Nintendo even came out in America. Was it just remarketed? No, it was just called Super Famicom. I know they put it in the boys' section because they had to make a choice. Like they're, it, yeah, Toys R Us only gave them one one space, and they said, okay, we have the girls' section, which is like all pink, and the boys' section, which is all blue, and that's why, you know, video games were marketed to, to boys so heavily, is because they only had one spot. Yeah, that's uh, that's why I started. But I remember getting into school at three, walked to Movie Man there at like three thirty. I had playing the arcade. They had their small little arcade. Then get home. Probably around four thirty-ish, five. Probably eat dinner. Then by a six thirty-seven, I would be on that game system. <laughs> Maybe till midnight the next day, if not longer. I'd play so long, like I would literally fall asleep, then wake up, and the game's still on, going. Jeez. Yeah. Hardcore gaming. I did that with Jack and Daxter, the original, the Precursor Legacy. I did that with Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger. Oh, you always talk about Chrono Trigger. Super Trigger, uh, Super Nintendo, and then uh, also with Final Fantasy 2, Final Fantasy 3. Yeah. That's when it was uh, hardcore gaming. Remember, I beat Final Fantasy 7. I got back from AIT, was reported into permanent duty, then I actually took three months vacation. How did you do that? In the army, I had vacation time built up. Three months? Oh, yeah. How long were you in at that point? That was just after EIT. I don't remember getting that amount. Yeah. I think we were able to take like two months at a time, or two weeks, like every six months or so, if that. Not even do that. I think I, I went like a full year without going home once. I beat Final Fantasy VII within that three months and had everything. Everything maxed level, everything maxed out. Emerald yeah. weapon dead, ruby weapon dead, knights of the round. Yeah. Jeez. What's your uh, what's your vice right now? Final Fantasy fourteen. Probably just PS4 games in general. I've it's on and off. Right now, Final Fantasy fourteen. My problem is that the main story quest in that game prevents you from going really far in the game because you have to complete the main story quest to progress in the game. And it sends you every which way. Hey, go get this thing from this other place. Hey, wait. On that, before you can get that, you have to help this group. And it's eight quests. And then you can get that item. Then you go back. Then they're going to send you to this other place. So they're messing with your dopamine there because they know that the journey is literally the only thing that keeps you playing. Yeah. Uh, there's still stuff after the story, uh, but it's mainly grindy stuff, but, yeah. But, I mean, I want to do so many alts on that game, which is like, yeah, I can have a tank character, but I'm also going to DPS on the side, and I can heal. 
And I already have my eight characters made on that that I plan to do that on, but I also plan to mix it up, which is like, yeah, it's going to be a tank, but it's going to be a different tank type. You know, Dark Knight, all that. Paladin, Warrior. That's all for tanks right now. But it's just mainly knowing that, that I'm going to have to restart a character. Most of them are at, like, level 10, the alts, but the rest of them are at least above 60. I think one of them is, yeah. But just starting that and then having to do the whole entire main story quest, you don't unlock stuff originally when you start playing the game. You have to hit, like, at least around level 20, 30, then you kind of open up the game. Huh. Yeah. It's different. How many hours do you see yourself putting into it? Considering I did my paladin from, well, gladiator to paladin, you turn into a paladin at level 30, from level 1 to a little bit, uh, I think I'm 66 right now, 66 or 67, 67. Uh, 70 is the cap now. I've been doing that, this is going on maybe the 4th or 5th month? 4th. So it's not that bad, considering some MMOs it can take longer or shorter. World of Warcraft you can do 1 to 100, 110 in probably a week. <laughs> I remember playing Skyrim where I got my lock picking skill up, I just like uh, cheated my way to a bunch of lockpicks. And I just left my controller on the side where I just kept snapping lockpicks. I just kept skill. <laughs> yeah, and I came back and I'm like level 100, and I was like, yes. And we're like, why did this thing just one shot me? Oh yeah, I'm level 100. Because the skill of the mobs goes up yeah. as you level up. Skyrim's great. Skyrim's awesome. VR Skyrim. That's gonna be soon. Fun. Sorry. I told you Fallout as well. It's I'm sorry, cool Xbox too. player. Yeah, that's okay. I think that'll be my next vice. Is literally the PSVR if they can get some good games out. Like, there is an actual... It's not uh, Pacific Rimish, but it is a little bit like that, where you have... You should say it's uh, like uh, Lost in Space, the old movie that they had. Will Robinson? Yeah, how they had the kid in the kind of robot suit. They kind of have a shooter... Well, it's not even... It's a shooter... kind of 3D ship game like that for PSVR at the moment. Literally, you get in it and you are controlling your ship and your sh- each person has their own different type of ship and their different playstyle and, and your layout for your whole entire HUD is different per ship. What? And speeds, turn values, all that and you're literally in your ship. That's cool. And you're controlling with the PSVR and I'm just like going around in semi-mech, you know underground arenas just trying to kill people. I was like, that is like the epitome of VR. Have you seen Star Citizen? Yes. That's gonna be cool. Like, um, I love how they got the guy who did the Iron Man HUD for all the Iron Man movies mm-hmm. for every time he's in there with Jarvis Yeah, and seeing the reflection, yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, it's so cool. I remember the first time I hopped in uh, playing their, I don't know, theater or whatever they wanted to call it. Um, I was fighting like four, you know, uh, AIs and I, <laughs> I'm so used to to flying in planes and everything with gravity. I went to bank, and I'm like, why am I facing forward and going backwards? Oh, wait, I need to put thrust. <laughs> yeah, and I just slammed into an asteroid and died. I was like, well, need practice. That's what will be the next big thing. Is probably, they're already doing that with uh, Elite Dangerous. I didn't even know that was coming out for PS4, and then it was like... Yeah, my buddy's plays it on, P- on PC. And, that uh, game is... That and VR and just the sheer exploratory value of that game. It takes so long to get from planet to planet. He saw a planet and he's like, okay, I'm going to go full speed. That's we were there for seven minutes and it didn't look like it moved at all. That's the <laughs> I was like, why would you play this? Yeah, he's so like, it's that's, fun. That's the point of the game is it gives you... It, it's literally a VR of like, 
hey, you're eventually going to go out and explore space. This is what it's going to be like. I'm just like prepping. Yeah, just for traveling to Mars. Trying to write more scientific, like accurate sci-fi. Like your brain is just like, ugh. No wonder everyone uses a warp drive. Like it would just mm-hmm. take seven months just to get from one planet to another if you're lucky. <laughs> oh, I think that's what's gonna. Uh, Prepping the brain. I, I like it that they're throwing in the realism, but some people just are not ready for it. Yeah. They're just not ready for the realism. They're just like, this takes too long. Can we warp? Can we do a Wing Commander warp thing? Something? Yeah, well, he did Wing Commander. The guy who did uh, Star Citizen. Yeah. Robert's Space Industries. Yep, yep. Uh, side note, did you ever hear that the law about uh, criminals having to give their victims 24 hours in advance if they're going to commit a crime? <laughs> I can tack that on for any kind of crime you like, do. If this is after they've already committed a crime on them, or beforehand? Yeah, it's an anti-crime law, and it requires criminals to give their victims 24-hour notice, either orally or in writing, and explain the nature of the crime to be committed. That's so polite. <laughs> <laughs> I plan on killing you and your family. Ironically, it'll be the first, <laughs> I guess, racist joke. Wait, that sounds very Canadian. <laughs> it's like, hey, just want to be polite, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rob It'd your be house tomorrow. Wouldn't it? I'm going to rob your house tomorrow. Just letting you know ahead of time. Just be polite. Yeah, you might have to leave there. Don't try and stop me. Let me know if you're making any other plans. <laughs> this, is this is like, it's, it's an over courtesy just for the person you're going to rob. It's like, I'm sorry, but I'm going to rob you. It's like, would you like me to leave you warm tea after I rob you? <laughs> Please leave milk and cookies. That's, uh, what state is that? It's Texas. I think there there might be a couple others that tried to pass the same law, but yeah, Texas did. I don't know when. I'll God. have that information next time. I swear I, I must have been born another nationality and transferred here or something. Well, speaking of next time, we're uh, almost at our... No, no, we just did our 30-minute mark. Uh, next time, I do plan on talking about uh, movies and scary movies. Mm. Do you have any kind of thoughts or tips on current scary movies compared to older scary movies and... Does anything scare you anymore? Jumps a little bit. Scares a little bit. Makes the hairs raise sometimes. I think the last one that did that was Insidious. Yes. Very good. Some people don't like it. Some people do. That was the ghoul, right? No. That's, no. Uh, that's Sinister. Oh, that's Sinister. That's right. Sinister was good, too. Very good. Uh, he looked like Sting. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Insidious, it's mainly just the representation of uh, when you see the thing halfway behind the mom's head when That's they're right. talking about it. And, oh, the red thing, right? Yeah. Well, I don't want to... Spoilers for people. But, but yeah, when you see it for the first time and it's just they're snarling and you're, you know, see the person jump and you're just like, that was really nicely done. And it's just... I guess you could say I like James Wan's style. He's a director. He's done that. Insidious, The Conjuring, mm-hmm. Annabelle. Mm-hmm. All of that is him. It's his... Uh, his stylization of horror is good old fashion. I guess you could say ghost spook horror. But it, more or less, it also relates, I guess you could say, to typical uh, Eastern horror. It's meant to give you the floozies instead of, hey, there's blood everywhere. That's that's scary. And it's like, no, it's like, this thing might come and get you, but you don't know where it's going to come from. It's going to just get you. You don't know what it's going to do. Yeah. I mean, it's just like uh, The Grudge. Yeah. The Japanese versions are way better than the American versions. Way better. Uh, they were called Juon. Yeah, so. uh, they're so much darker and I was very surprised with the contrast which is like even the first Grudge slash Juan same director for the American one essentially 
and just the contrast after the sequels, like The Grudge 2, sucked. <laughs> Did you ever see the scary movie representation of it, where he's trying to sell the house and he sees the thing up in the corner and just throws it down real quick? It's, yeah, scary movies were... Did you ever see them film, like the actual uh, Juan in, in like the, the tiny apartment room they had? Like, you'd see her in the corner, and then, like, six people, like, just crammed in another corner with all this equipment. Yeah, all the equipment, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is how Japanese houses are. They're not necessarily smaller people, but definitely they live uh, more compact. I guess that's why I like my bedroom the size that it is, weird enough. I still like uh, the 15th year of the 15th month. Uh, oh, man. Year for two months. Yeah, the... Uh, one we were talking about it's coming out. It's got three and four coming. Uh, it flies around. Oh, Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers. How did I forget that? Yeah, dude, that I saw it as like an eleven-year-old. Oh man, the scene where she's on the porch with a shotgun and he just mm. like stuns her. Just, <laughs> it's incredible. Movie's good. Uh, I just liked the uh, what the Jeepers Creepers is. As I said, when I told you when it first you got to it, and then it finally gets a hold of the who it really wants. And yes. Then its head starts transforming. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's, they say it's a parasite, like I said. They and just kind of use... I just like the whole entire, I guess, typical creature feature. It's a good mm-hmm. creature feature film. It's not... Can't be reasoned with or anything. Yeah, know? and it's that's what I liked about it. And it has some sort of ecology that we're supposed to time, try and decipher, but we're not supposed to get it still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, part two is good, too. Yeah, it was. I'm looking forward to three and four, even though the uh, director definitely so has his weird. own issues. I was going to say, it's going to be so weird having it rekindled after this much time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I always hate it because it's usually after a while, trying to rekindle a movie is kind of like, yeah, it was okay back then, but now, no. We'll have to talk about how, uh, I want to say it's Disney or Paramount, one of them. They're trying to prove that ghosts are real because of the Annabelle case and everything, like all the movies and everything. And Yeah, <laughs> one of them has to try and prove that ghosts exist so they continue to keep their money, and I want to know how they're going to do that. Well, I have to make ghosts. That's true. Make we will make ghosts. ghosts. Create them from just nothingness. Kill a whole bunch of people. and Trap their souls. Just wait. Either that or convince them to go into some sort of electrode or a jar. Well, any final thoughts today, Ron? Don't see the rings. It's horrible. They're trying to recon- They're trying to redo uh, the ring. Really? Yeah, they did one called the rings. It tries to continue it off of the American version, and it does a horrible job. It does a horrible job. Might as well just watch Ghost. It's better. All right. Well, you heard it. Well, guys, we'll uh, catch you next time. Thanks for listening. And next time, we're talking about scary movies. See you then.